G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Sometimes bad things do happen to good people. So far this week, we've been taking a look at coping and growing when they happen to us. But when they happen to the people around us, family, at work, friends, people who really matter, what can we do? What's our wrong? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program. Now today, we're going to be taking a look at bad things happening to other people from a bit of a different perspective. These days, we live in a pretty clinical world. We see images of war and poverty on TV so often, we're almost immune to them. We put our old people into nursing homes. We live very detached lives from our neighbours. And instead, as a society, we chase luxury and comfort and entertainment. It's sad, but by and large, it's true. And so when people suffer, so often they suffer alone. Bad things happen to good people. And when they happen to us, we expect others to get around us to support us. But what about when those bad things happen to the people around us? Where are we then? It's so easy for us to detach ourselves from the suffering and the needs of other people. We all do it, me included. Let me tell you a story. I have one sister. Her name is Corrie. When she was young, she did a Bachelor of Music degree, and then she travelled to Europe to study music. She was a brilliant pianist, quite brilliant, and she toured and and studied as a concert pianist. But in her early 20s, she was diagnosed with schizophrenia. I don't know if you have had any experience of that disease, but it is the most debilitating mental disease. I mean, her life has been plagued ever since. Firstly, she's on very, very strong drugs which make her tired. She can't work. Sometimes she hears voices and she suffers from a chronically underfunded health system. There is no support system really there for people who are dealing with this horrible disease of schizophrenia. Just the other day, she tried to take her own life again by cutting her wrists. Now, this is the second or I think the third time that this has happened. You know, the thing with schizophrenia is sometimes a schizophrenic will hear these voices and it's just so real and so painful and so dangerous because many end up committing suicide. But then when those voices are are gone then, when the drugs are being taken, the person knows that they're missing out on life. I mean, a schizophrenic hasn't lost their marbles. You know, she's all there and she's a wonderful person. You know, she's never done anything wrong in her life. And since she was 20, now she's 48, she struggled with this thing. She spends most of her time lying on the bed because the drugs are so debilitating. She lives about two hours away, and right now she's in hospital. And I found myself thinking, I'm so busy, I don't have time to go down there again. I've got programs to write and I've got things to do. Whoa, God said to me, did you just hear what you thought? Good point, God. A very good point. How easy is it for us to be detached from the pain and the suffering, not only of those whom we love, but of people whom we know who aren't part of our family? 
Jesus takes this very seriously. He explained how one day he would be coming back. Now, Jesus often told stories about himself in the third person, and he refers to himself as the Son of Man. Listen to what he said. He said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he'll sit on the throne of glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. And he'll put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom that I prepared for you from the foundation of the earth, because I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then those people will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, you've done it to me. And then he'll say to the ones on his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you didn't welcome me, naked and you didn't clothe me, sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. And then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and didn't take care of you? And he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you didn't do it to one of the least of these, you didn't do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Do you think he takes it seriously? I mean, he says, when someone's hungry, feed them. When they're thirsty, give them something to drink. When they feel on the outer, when they're a stranger, welcome them. When they need clothes, clothe them. When they're sick, care for them. When they're in prison, visit them. It is so easy to over-spiritualise this stuff. Anyone who says, I believe in Jesus, needs to have actions that match up with a belief. You know, it is so easy to be on one side of the world and say, I'm going to meet the need of the poor. I'm going to sponsor a child for $30 a month. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that is a wonderful thing to do. But we can say, right... I'm sponsoring a child on the other side of the world for $30 a month. I have appeased my conscience. I am doing what I need to do. Close your eyes for a minute. Who are the people in your life right now who have a need? Maybe in your family. Maybe a parent from the local football club. Maybe someone at work. Maybe a neighbour. You see them every day or every week or picture them. Who are the people right now in your life, that need help. The only reason that you are listening to my voice today is because when something bad happened to me 10 years ago, a handful of Jesus followers, people who'd known me for years, they stepped forward into my life and they gave me somewhere to live. They gave me comfort. They welcomed me. They fed me. They cried with me. That stuff spoke more to me about the love of Jesus Christ than any sermon that anyone could preach any day of the week. Wake up! When other people are hurting around us, when other people are hungry or thirsty or alone or naked or sick or in prison, 
If we use Jesus' name, if we say, I am a Christ follower, I am a Christian, Jesus says, look, go and meet their need. There are no conditions on this. There are no, oh, well, look, if you have time, if you feel like it, if you feel motivated, Jesus said, just do it. Just go and love them. And when you go to that sick person and you visit them in the hospital, when you go to that neighbour who is in jail at the moment, do you notice he even talks about criminals? Go and love them. You know, the people that we've locked up, okay, they've done something wrong. Jesus said, if you know one, go and visit them. That's what I love about Jesus. He drags me out of my comfort zone. He challenges each one of us to live out the faith that we have in him. When we know someone who is in need, where are we? Are we on the right side or the left? Are we with the sheep or with the goats? Do we touch Jesus and that person with our love? Or do we ignore them? Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.